All right, y'all, what is happening? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. We have a quite a bit to talk. Well, we have a couple things to talk about today. For one, I have an update on the Trump impeachment inquiry. Uh, there's been some released transcripts. And then also we have some Monday night football to talk about. But let's get right, in, uh, right into it, of course, with the word on the street. And uh, recently, uh, as uh, actually uh, yesterday, Democrats have released transcripts from three key witnesses uh for one they interviewed diplomat christopher anderson and also ukraine specialist within the state department Catherine croft uh they will also release uh Release transcripts uh, from the from the testimony of Deputy Assistant Secretary for the Defense of Russian Ukraine and Eurasian uh, and, and Eurasia Affairs, Laura Cooper. So they re released those transcripts as well. Of course, the Republicans have been making a big deal about making uh, this public. Of course, you will be having televised hearings as well. So Republicans, you get what you wanted. Just just know. You got to be careful what you ask for, because, again, we have a new development to talk about as well. And this is coming from an associate of Rudy Giuliani itself. But, OK, let's like I said, let's just get right into it. Let's just unpack everything. Uh, first things first. Um, I I would suggest that those of you who can do it or your those of you who are into it or have any type of feeling about this, either pro impeachment, either or or not in pro impeachment take a chance to look at all the transcripts they're a little bit long i have not finished all of them myself uh but i do have a few key excerpts here that i do want to go over with you guys uh just so you guys get an idea of what's going on uh now let's uh take it all the way back just a little bit of course uh let's let's just let's just uh talk about the elephant in the room first things first there was a quid quo pro for those who do not, you know, might not. Well, in layman's terms, basically a favor. What was the favor? Uh, the favor was, let's just be honest here, the favor was to investigate Joe and his son Hunter Biden in order for the Ukraine to receive uh, military aid. That was the quid pro quo. That was the deal here. Of course, at first it was denied upon. It was something that was never happened. However, uh, because... Well, in the words of Mike Mulvaney, the head of the White House staff, uh, and of course, I'm paraphrasing, this is probably not the exact words, forgive me. Uh, but again, this is something that happens all the time. This is something that apparently happens. So there was definitely a quid pro quo. He's, of course, had to take that statement back. Now it's something different. But of course, let's just be honest. Let's just state it like it is. There was a quid pro quo. Uh, and for those of you, of course, who listened to my show, we broke down those excerpts of that transcript as well. There was, in Trump's words, let me do, can you do me a favor or do me a favor? something along those lines that's what was said that's what's going on and that is the issue here you cannot obviously you cannot have foreign governments run uh investigations uh you know against your political rivals obviously that is the issue uh the problem now is what republicans have done is they're saying that that's this did in fact occur but however this is not an impeachable offense but again let's go back to 1998 bill clinton getting his dick sucked in the oral office somehow Oral sex is impeachable, but not working with foreign agents to investigate political rivals. Somebody tell me the difference. Please let me know. Let me know how getting your getting oral receiving oral sex is a detriment to the country, but working um, working to undermine your your current constitution is, isn't. 
tell me let me know uh but this is the main quote here that one of the main quotes that i wanted to uh bring up first and foremost this is coming from christopher anderson himself he is a envoy he was he was an envoy to the U to the ukraine right up until that phone call itself uh to the to the uh the phone call in question like we talked about before between Zelensky and trump he is also a foreign service officer uh now this was his direct quote uh this is one of them of course uh i'm still reading through that transcript there's a lot to go over but this is what he was able this is one of the quotes that got to me there was a general agreement that it would be important to schedule a, a white house visit quickly even if the actual date of the visit was after the ukrainian parliamentary elections there was also there were as excuse me there were some vague discussions in the meeting about how to address mr giuliani's continued calls for a corruption investigation that's bam so we already know mulvaney that that already pinpoints mulvaney the head of the white house staff pretty much as the head of this you also got mr uh giuliani of course trump's lawyer involved in this as well he's one of the main people campaigning for a corruption investigation my big question is since y'all wanted that investigation to be done so bad what did you guys find out trump what did the what did the ukrainians tell you uh rudy giuliani what did the european uh, what did the ukrainians tell you and then why did you not release those that information to the public again this is what i'm saying here this is my problem with the republican party if the democrats are doing these illegal things if what you're doing is not so bad whatever so on and so forth then tell the world show the world what exactly you found or the ukraine found in those findings what did you find if you know of course we do this all the time there was a there was a uh issue of national uh security i guess then why not release the findings did you find anything mr mr trump did 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 the evidence show you that trump was corrupt did it show you that his son was corrupt these are the things that i that i would like to know um and also uh one thing i did take away uh take away from this quote was of course in the in the first part he goes there was a general agreement that we uh, that it would be important to schedule a white house visit again you'll hear in this new claim that i'm getting from the rudy giuliani associate is that you're getting a, a you're getting a back a background on multiple meetings, uh, on multiple uh, uh, multiple encounters between Zelensky and his and his uh, party members or his you know his staff, uh, multiple times between 2017 and 2018. So you'll hear that you'll hear that in this quote here, and then it'll be backed up in these other in this other claim as well. It's crazy. So they had this mapped out, and they have been working on this for a while. They have been meeting up with Zelensky. I'm not saying that they planned the election to go in Zelensky's favor. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even step out to say that they rigged their, the the U.S. would rig the election for Zelensky, even though you never know. Uh, but again, I'm not going to say that. But again, there's there was definitely a timetable or there was a process of them constantly visiting him or having him come to America to break him down, to get him to agree with some type of investigation. And the main thing was to not only do the investigation, but to make sure that it was brought to the forefront, that it was going to be actually be done and to mention Joe, Joe Button, Joe, sorry, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden by name. So, of course, you can drag them to the political mud out here in America. And that's what basically won the Republicans election in 2016, because let's be honest here uh, at the very last minute. Let's 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 keep it real here. Let's not lie. Uh, Hillary did have a slight lead near the uh, or actually a pretty sizable lead near the final weeks of the election. 
at least through all the polling and so on and so forth. Uh, you have Mr. James Comey, who was at the time working with the boys, working with the Republican boys. He releases that information and immediately kills the campaign for Hillary very last minute and of course she didn't end up being guilty this is why i have an issue with uh the republican style of of government because again you've made these accusations about these people you said all oh, this benghazi gate about hillary and all this yet you haven't pressed charges you haven't even brought up people to to you haven't brought up in any indictments you had ukraine on a whole other separate investigation yet you have no indictments the republican party has zero indictments yet in still you still keep seeing uh legal experts telling you what they're doing is is what's illegal this is the issue here again uh now accounts from both uh from both laura cooper and also christopher anderson uh indicate that there was a block on ukraine aid of 400 million dollars they also put a block on missiles that they were going to be anti-tank missiles that they were going to be sending to the country as well however nobody can tell you why okay that's the biggest thing nobody whether it be anderson or uh really do the uh, course i'm still uh piecing through uh christopher anderson's testimony but again i haven't come across any real knowledge that they know as to why there was a hold there but there was a hold there was a lengthy hold as well so there was an issue here and again it, it, it makes sense because again they keep telling you oh through all throughout this time we were traveling to the ukraine talking to Zelensky. we had our people come talk come you know bring him to america we were talking to him and wait till i get to this next claim here that'll 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 give you a little bit more of some perspective as well uh now again uh according to cooper's account trump ordered mike mulvaney the head of the white house staff of course to place the hold on the tanks so then you have you have names and again they give you all types of dates again i think it's you know it would behoove you anybody who really wants to know what's going on to take a look at all these different transcripts it takes a minute um, again, I haven't finished reading all of them. I haven't even touched Catherine Cross uh, transcript yet, uh, but they're all pretty much indicating that there was a hold on the aid and that there was some type of issue between the legality of it all. They all talk about how they don't know who really gave uh, gave the well, at least in uh, Anderson's testament, he would tell you he told you straight up he did not know who was giving no orders, but Again, it was a rumor, at least amongst, you know, his part department that it was being sent from the White House. That's all you have to know um, for right now. Of course, this is the new claim, um, the newest claim now coming from that from that uh, Rudy Giuliani associate. And his name is Lev Parnas. Now, he's claimed to have traveled to the capital of Ukraine, Kiev, uh, to, meet a, uh, to meet up with Zelensky. Uh, now, he was sent there to convince the government to investigate Joe Anderson Hunter and that Mike veteran, I'm sorry, Vice President Mike Pence would no show Zelensky swearing in and would freeze aid if these things did not happen. Well, eventually Mike Pence did not end up showing up uh, anyways, but it and also eventually really late Ukraine was able to get that aid. Uh, he also will testify before Congress as well. So again, uh, you have a, a person from the inner workings uh, that's claiming he actually spoke to the president himself under the, under the direction of Rudy Giuliani. Of course, this hasn't been corroborated yet. This is interesting. Uh, but if it is, again, it just speaks to 
the process of the U.S. government, uh, Trump's administration, more notably, uh, really uh, in and out of Zelensky's ear. It's, it seems like a very, it seems like they're pressuring to me when you're, because again, uh, from 2017 to 2018, they were meeting with this time, this guy multiple times. So to me, it's, to me, it looks like a pattern of pressuring. They were pressuring Zelensky in order to conduct this, uh, this meeting. Again, Zelensky probably doesn't know what's going on uh, again. And this is funny because uh, well, this is very weird because, again, the Ukraine, the U.S. won't tell you this in layman's, but if you break it down, the U.S. has been using the Ukraine basically as a buffer zone between them and Russia. They won't say that, but Ukraine is being used. It's trying. Well, they're trying to use Ukraine as a buffer with Russia. But however, you got your boy Trump. And I this is again, this is some very weird stuff. I he's I think he's undermining it with his own personal relationship with the Russians. Now, mind you, this is this is some uh, little key background on Lev Parna. Lev Parnas, the associate here, he is from so he is from the Soviet era. Uh, he is from the Soviet uh, area. I believe he is from Russia. He's Russian born. He was living in Florida at the he's still living uh, still a resident of Florida. Remember how we talked about how Florida was a swing state back in the election and that Trump was buying multiple properties or allowing uh business tycoons from Russia to buy up multiple properties in Florida? Remember we talked about this? And now it's coming back full circle because one of those people who I guarantee who who Trump sold a home to or was responsible for uh giving a home to an America to is part of this. I'm pretty see it's 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 a very very slippery slope. And for the Democrats at this point in time, if they're gonna if they're gonna come out on top of this, they're gonna have to stay on point. And because there's a lot of stuff to get into, of course. I mean, even just the stuff that I just unraveled to you in about under 15 minutes. I know it's a lot for me. It's it's. I mean, I, I I mean personally, to me, it's not truly hard to understand if you're if you're at least open minded. If you at least have an idea or just have an inkling that government could be corrupt, it doesn't. None of this. None of this surprises me. Again, we we'll, we can sit there and tell us tell ourselves, oh well, the Democrats do it too. Obama did it. Obama did it. Well, then why didn't nobody decide to lock him up? See, this is funny because again, if this truly happened, if this truly happened under Obama, a black man doing, I just do not see a black man getting away with it. Now, of course, you have all these people involved on the on the on the inside and behind closed doors, but again, I just don't see Obama being able to pull this off the extent that Trump did. I'm sorry, and it's and 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 at the end of the day, it has to do with racism. It has to do with race, okay? Not necessarily, you know, or maybe prejudice. Maybe racism is an exact word here, but again, there's no way Obama gets away with any of this. He does not get to. He does not get to tell the U.S. another foreign government to investigate Trump or George Bush or Mitt Romney. He would not be able to get away with that. Stop playing yourself. And again, if Hillary Clinton did all these illegal things and these Democrats are doing all these illegal things, where is the legal team for the for the Republicans that's out there proving this and working to lock these people up? Again, I see the Democrats working very hard to impeach Trump. They're showing these different facts. They're uh, interviewing these different people. Of course, the Republicans want to conduct their own uh, there are little uh, cross examinations as well. They want to they want to cross examine Hunter uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. They want to cross examine a couple other people. Uh, but again, um, my thing is 
you've had all these investigations again uh you had jim comey release these these findings about hillary clinton weeks before the election or days before the election again why aren't they locked up if they if they indeed break the law trump controls the courts he put his buddies in there why why is there not so much of an indictment on joe or hunter or hillary if they're truly doing illegal things why is it that as that you know as a leader of this country as a guy who's supposed to be clearing the swamp why are you not constantly battling these people and exposing them if they're truly doing wrong if i were I'm, maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking too if i was trump and i know that people were after me and trying to you know I, you know i you know put my stuff out there i'd be having my team go to work as well so i i do believe that there was all type of underground investigations there all there's all type of stuff going on and trump is for real and ever in a day just like they were you know just like the democrats were working to, to undermine him he's been working to do the same thing believe me that's what this investigation is my question is though if it needed to be conducted if you felt as though oh there was a, some real case of the of of the corruption going on with the democrats where is your evidence of it why didn't you release the findings if they were corrupt isn't that what an investigation would tell you these are just these are just questions the democrats are investigating and and, and there's obvious there's obvious uh evidence of of trump tampering trump it, it, it's as simple as this republicans it's as simple as this if the democrats are doing the same thing then let us let us know and in that point then guess what and guess what? If you if you show us that, then guess what? You probably saved yourself from the impeachment, and you have to go to the election process anyways. And then and then it becomes, well, who do we really want to deal with? They're both obviously doing bad, right? See, that's what you don't want to see. See, this is the thing. This is this is the common problem. This is what I keep hearing. Well, the Democrats did it too. The Democrats did it. Did it this that and the other. Well, we're seeing firsthand. The Republicans doing it. We're not hearing it on on a on a on a, on a you know on an alternative alternative news website. We're not looking and digging in all the re Republican and 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 conservative websites for these stories. This is something that's been you know that's been clear. We're not seeing any of this. We're not we're not we don't have any evidence to show any of these to show what these Democrats have done wrong. And that's why they're not being arrested. That's why they're not even being indicted. Trump is obviously doing something wrong. The Republicans are obviously doing something wrong. And let's play let's play devil's advocate. Let's really play devil's advocate and say, oh, this happens all the time. Well, then when does it stop? If you really want to play that game, well, then when does it actually stop? Then when do we actually not allow the rich and powerful to uh to be to be corrupt? Do we do we do it? Do we wait around and 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 do we do we talk about it when the Democrats are doing it low key or or do we just bring it up? So so it, so let me get this straight. We have an opportunity right now to actually get some justice, but the but the excuse now is the Democrats do it. So there's no reason to, to jump in now. It's, so so what changes it when the Democrats do it? Because uh, I can see this this is the pattern that I'm seeing. When the Democrats do it, the Republicans don't say shit. That's what I'm saying. 
as but then when the democrats do it now uh, when the republicans are doing it the you know the republicans or the democrats actually see this as a problem so on and so forth that's what the that's what the other side is telling you that's what the counter argument is so why are we tripping about any of this again you have a foreign and well you have your president who and if you ask anybody uh, anybody on the military front or anybody who does any type of foreign affairs, they'll tell you uh, the, the, the integrity of the, of the Ukraine and the protection of the Ukraine is very important to the U.S. national defense as well. Because, again, it is a buffer. They'll, they're, they're not going to tell you this in words, the actual word. I'm going to say it. Ukraine is used as a buffer between them and Russia, between the U.S. and Russia. They won't tell you that, but that's the case. So uh, again, there's there's some some things going on, and we're gonna figure them out through the course of this these these uh these hearings and through the course of these uh these these uh these transcripts. And I suggest that people who are really into finding this out, I suggest that you read them because the the trend. Don't listen to don't listen to Fox News. Don't even listen to CSNBC or none of them right now. Don't listen to them right now. Just look at the transcripts for yourself. That that's that's it. Even the White House, even in their transcript, there is no transcript of the phone call. They they, they included the words "do me a favor." They included a, they they didn't say the words. The term "quid pro quo" doesn't pop up. But when you're asking somebody to do you a favor in, in return for something, "quid pro quo" that's that's it. So it's been some illegal stuff going on. Now the question is, why is it why is it impeachable when Democrats do something illegal? Or why is it such a big uproar when Democrats do something that's quote unquote illegal, but Republicans it's it's a it's this just we just roll it off our backs. That's what the Republicans are trying to do here. They're trying to tell you, uh, it's okay that we it's okay that we mess up. It's okay because it's for the best interest of America. No, that's not for the best interest of America. That's for the best interest of a of a man's reelection bid. We're not interested in that. All right, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we'll be talking some NFL uh, news. We have one news story to go over, and then we'll be talking uh, some Monday Night Football. All right, y'all, I'll be right back. All right, y'all, I am back. Let's get into some NFL news, and right before I break down the, the biggest news story of the day, uh, there's some some couple quick hits to, to go over. Uh, for one, the Raiders made two signings over the course of the weekend. Uh, they added defensive end Jordan, sorry, Deion Jordan, and also safety, uh, what's his name, DJ Swearinger. Uh, and on top of that, the Bengals just released linebacker Preston Brown, and the the Buccaneers released defensive back Chris Hargreaves after they benched him last week. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, the, the main story coming out of the, coming out of the NFL today is in the with Matt, uh, Matt Stafford of the Lions. The Detroit quarterback has been suffering from a back injury over the course of the past two weeks. Uh, he was in limited practice all of last week, uh, but he was a game-down decision, which led to an NFL investigation. Apparently, uh, they listed him as, as uh, questionable, which is 50-50, heading into last Sunday's game. 
game versus the Giants. However, uh, his back injury was much more severe than that. He ended up not playing at all. Uh, again, he suffered this uh, on a on the final drive of la of the loss, like I said, two weeks ago versus Oakland. Uh, he has not been able to get right. Uh, Matt currently had a streak of 136 starts in which he played pretty much through all types of injuries, uh, knee in two knee injuries, a growing injury, uh, back injury, which he had all the second half of last year, a broken back actually on top of that. So again, he's he's been banged up this entire, I would even say his entire career. I, I personally, of all the quarterbacks that I've seen, I he's been getting beat up the most throughout his entire career i'm surprised he's played this long um it just sucks that he just hasn't i mean he and he's a really good quarterback like he still leads the league in yards per game with 312 he also has a quarterback rating if i'm not mistaken of uh, 106 or actually a pass rating of 106 this year which i do believe leads the nfl as well uh now if he is uh if he is cleared he will be playing against dallas but i just think with all the, the hits that he's taken just all the pain that he's been playing through it might be best to sit him for a week or two it's not like the giants are in the playoff race in my opinion i'm sorry the lions are in the playoff race in my opinion so i i would to to to, to avoid further damage me personally i would just bench him for a while um they're not losing anything by by not or keeping them you know they're not gaining anything by keeping them I don't, they're not gonna make it to the playoffs this year um and again i mean if i'm matthew stafford i, I would almost i mean if this team wants to keep doing me like this i would almost have to think about whether or not I want to, you know, retire or something, or at least move on from that team to manage trade or something, because in my opinion, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, in all reality, it's ridiculous that they're doing this to somebody. I mean, he's he's taken. I mean, he's had Pro Bowl, uh, you know, appearances, so he's been on top of his game. I believe he's taken to the taking the, uh, to the, the line to the playoffs at least once through his tenure, I believe, just once, something like that. So, again, it's just it's just been a difficult time for him. And if I were if I were the coaching staff or if I was the front office, I'd just say, just just take a break, bro. You know, thank you for all the work that you put up for us and you've done for us through the years. Just, just take a break or two, you know. Uh, we don't need you today. <laughs> but, again, low on the Lions, they going to probably play him. They don't care about people's health. Let's move on. We have a Monday night game to talk about, of course, the Seahawks and the Niners NFC matchup. The Niners take their first loss of the year, though. They go down to the Seahawks at home, 27-24. The Seahawks are now 8-2 on the year. The Niners, of course, are now 8-1. 27-24 in overtime is the final score. Let's go over the stats real quick. Uh, for the Seahawks, they were led by Russell Wilson. He would go 24-34 for 232 passing yards. He would throw for an interception as well and a touchdown. He also had 53 yards on the ground. Uh, Chris Carson will lead the way for all running backs. He would have 89 rushing yards. He'd also get a touchdown as well. And the rookie wide receiver DK Metcalf would have six catches and 70 yards. And tight end Jacob Hollister would have eight catches with 62 yards and a touchdown. On defense, Seattle was led by safety Bradley McDonald. He had six total tackles. Defensive back Trey Flowers would have six total tackles and a sack. And defensive end Jadavion Clowney would have five total tackles and a sack. For the Niners, of course, offensively, they were led by quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. He would go 24-46 for 248 yards. He would also have a touchdown and an interception. And running back Tevin Coleman would lead 49ers running backs with 40 yards on the ground. And, uh, uh, sorry, wide receiver Devo Samuel would lead all receivers with eight catches and 112 yards. And wide receiver Kendrick Bourne would have a receiving touchdown. But outside of those two, uh, even, you know, with the even with Kendrick Bourne, there was a lot of misplays by, by Niners wide receivers 
a lot of missed catches on third down. They could not keep drives sustained, and their rushing game did not necessarily show up either. So uh, I was really surprised by Seattle's defensive awareness. I mean, again, the, the game was close, uh, but again, they did not allow that rushing game to get involved at all. But on defense, the Niners were led by linebacker Fred Warner. He would have 10 total tackles and two sacks, and defensive back Emmanuel Mosley would have 10 total tackles. But uh, speaking to speaking to us on Seattle's part, uh, they played a really good game. Uh, they did pick off uh, your boy Jimmy Garoppolo, and again, I I, I didn't know when. But I knew it was going to happen. Those wide receivers for the Niners, they are y'all Achilles heel. I told y'all that a few weeks ago. That was my biggest takeaway from this team. I thought this team, I didn't think this team would finish undefeated. I knew that going in. I knew that. But um, again, I, I, I'm not surprised in how they lost either. Because again, I knew that those receivers would come back to bite them. They're okay. But I I doubt that any one of them gets to a pro ball this year, even Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, I, I think you got George Kittle, but but that's about it. And I, it showed up. And George Kittle was not there last night. He was doubtful in going into that game with a knee injury. I do not think he played. And it kind of showed. That was their main that's, – that's their main breadbasket there in terms of their passing game. So he didn't show up. And the Niners, they just didn't have that X factor. And uh, kudos to uh, Russell Wilson for, again, just being the consummate leader that he is, just every week, week in and week out, leading his team to very important wins. And that's how you win Super Bowls. And um, I would not be surprised if the Seahawks did that at this point. That's me. All right, y'all. I'm going to call it a wrap for today. When I come back, uh, I got, well, actually, this week is going to be pretty busy. I got a couple reviews to go over. Uh, I recently saw The Joker, of course. Uh, and then also, I saw Dr. Sleep recently as well with Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. Uh, we're going to be talking about that as well. Ian McGregor is in that one. Rebecca Ferguson's in that one. We're going to break that one down as well. I also got part seven of my Golden State issue on the way. We are going to be wrapping that series up pretty soon. Um, and of course, we have the Warden Street. We're be uh, dissecting Mr. Trump. I'll be reading these transcripts over the course of the week and all the new information that I find out, of course, we'll be talking about it here. We're going to be learning. This is a learning process for all of us, I, I can imagine. <laughs> this is new. All right, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap. If, it, uh, if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook and an Instagram as well. You can look me up there. Uh, give me a follow. Uh, uh, that is L Jamal Ajani, E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is L Jamal Ajani, E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Uh, I also have a Facebook page for the show as well at Never Out of Bounds. You can look me up there. Once again, that is Never Out of Bounds. Again, this is your man L Jamal Ajani uh, signing out. If anybody hasn't told you yet, uh, I love you. Peace out. One love. And I'll holla at you guys soon.